Happy spring, everybody. We're talking all about touring on today's episode of Music Therapy. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a little bit sick, but the podcast must go on. I am a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is an existential podcast for musicians and for music fans. We explore why we keep doing this, why we keep on trucking. And that's kind of the theme of today, trucking. We're talking about touring, and specifically we're going to get into how to tour healthy. But before we get into that, I wanted to share a couple things. First, my band is playing at the hideout. We are opening for Simon Joyner, and Andrew Scott Young Trio is also playing that night. That is on Thursday, April 6th, and I hope you guys can make it out. I love Simon Joyner. I hope you guys can make it out to the show. We have a Patreon, slowly adding some content, got some extra touring tips going to be up there soon. If you feel like supporting the show, just throwing us a couple dollars in the tip jar, that is greatly appreciated. If you can't do that, the one thing you can do is give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, today we're talking about touring. We're talking about healthier touring. I've been on some tours, not a ton, but enough to know that they are very fun and that it is very hard to feel healthy on tour. So I wanted to look at this. And in order to do that, I talked to four experienced touring musicians. In today's conversation, you're going to hear from Eric Novak, who plays under Dissonant Dessert. We've got John Garrison, who drums for Cali Mossy. We've got Lizzie No, who plays as Lizzie No. And we've also got Eli Winter, who plays solo under his own name. And we've also got some music from these guys uh, accompanying the talk today. I had a lot of fun recording these conversations and I definitely learned some things and I hope you guys do too. Happy touring. I hope this helps out. So let's start off with uh, the challenges, you know, tell us a little bit about your touring experience and some of the challenges that you encounter when you've been on tour. I think like for me personally, like one of the biggest challenges is just like maintaining some like balance of like being around people and like having your own alone time to like recharge and like take care of whatever you need to take care of. And like when you're touring, getting alone time is like pretty hard. I feel like there are two worlds of touring that I've lived in and they have like completely different challenges but some through lines. Okay. So world one is you're an indie musician. And by indie, I mean like, so indie, you are booking the shows, you are advancing your own shows. You're calling all your own gear around. You are finding the hotels, you are driving, um, you are doing the performing, like you, you are your own boss. And then there's another world where like, maybe you have some management or booking infrastructure. Maybe you have a tour manager. Maybe you have, you're, you're like able to bring more people with you to help. Like I spent several years in the first camp and that is just a game of survival. Like there were times where I was taking the mega bus trains, um, carrying my instruments. And so many of the challenges with that are like 
just keeping your head wrapped around a lot of really important details. Like where do I need to be at what time? Mm -hmm. Um, do I have a place to stay? Am I going to get paid? Um, do I have all of my stuff? Like that mental load is so, so taxing. And then like when, once there's like a little bit of help and infrastructure, a lot of that goes away. So like the stress and the mental health toll, I think goes down significantly. Once you have like a little bit of help and support, it's like, I think that it just becomes a way easier to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to say that upfront because I know so many, like so many like mental wellness tips are based on like the assumption that you have resources and the assumption that you like already have infrastructure to take care of yourself. Yeah. When you're, sometimes you're just trying to survive. Any, do you have any tips for, for uh, touring artists on on how to how to aim towards a healthy diet? Yeah, I don't know. It's like hard to it's hard to stay healthy and tour because like most of the time, like you're just eating at like gas stations and and like Burger Kings or whatever. And like there was this there was this venue we played in D.C. that gave us free ziti. And that was, that was like a nice, healthy thing. So like sometimes like venues will give you nice food, but uh, yeah, like staying healthy on tour, that's like something I'm still trying to figure out. I imagine if I was touring with a band like full of vegans or vegetarians, it would be a completely different story. Uh, good question. We have two vegans in the band, uh, two regular. And so we're always like, just, we're always pretty respectful to finding a place that we can all go to. Um, but if we have the time and we're parked and we're like in an area with a bunch of different options, we'll, we'll just, whatever anybody wants, you know, we'll, we'll go our separate ways, especially if we like got to a city and our, our gear is loaded in and we're all like sound checked and now it's time to eat. Like people we will, we'll go off on our own. There's no pressure to like eat somewhere uh, um, all together at all. So your tip, it sounds like, is eat, keep a keep a routine in eating and drink lots of water. And you're working on that yourself. I'm working. I'm working on that myself. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I eat healthy, but that's a basic one, I think. Well, how do you do that on tour? Um, shit, I'm not the member of my band to talk about it. Ask that. Um, what do bandmates do? They are like just very smart about like which snacks are healthy and like um, like bringing their own bananas. And a lot of times we we'll go grocery shopping together and we'll like go to Aldi on tour. And so we'll all just have like a bag of food, like fruits and bananas and like PB and J's okay. and stuff on the road. And that saves money too. Uh -huh. I think my issue is that I'm more focused on saving money than I am like eating the healthiest thing. So uh -huh. if it's just like, uh, I don't really want to spend more than 10 bucks, I'm probably going to go to McDonald's. Um, does that or, feel like that's the reality that there is sort of a choice between eating healthy and saving money when you're on tour? Um, uh, the size of the band that we are, I think so sometimes, and just the way that I kind of am, um, 
with saving money and stuff. And a lot of times we'll get to a venue and they might have food for us. And if I don't, so sometimes I'll just be like, oh, maybe we'll get free food later. So I'm going to wait a little bit to eat, um, which isn't always the best thing. But I'd rather just be like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll save 20 bucks and uh, if I just wait a little bit longer. I, I don't generally follow any dietary restrictions as far as food's concerned. I might try to pack like health adjacent snacks or, you know, also sanity snacks, you know, depending on the nature of the travel, if I'm spending like 20 hours on a train or something, um, that sort of thing, I might have, you know, nuts or bananas if I'm feeling really frisky or, you know, the, the usual like sanity snack standbys are like chocolate chip cookies or something like that. Cause I am a total chocoholic, but on the flip side of that, I, I, tr I try not to think too hard about the food situation in terms of like trying to keep to a certain diet. But I also think part of why I do this is because if I'm, say if I'm touring solo, then there's a, there's a certain amount of built-in activity just through like hauling my stuff everywhere and walking around and such. Yeah. If I'm in a car several hours a day between shows, it's a bit different, I suppose. Food is so, it, it can be one of the most out of control parts of tour um, where you feel like, like when you're at home, you have your basic set of stuff in the house you can have to keep yourself healthy on the road. That becomes so much harder. I just recommend that like, if you have the resources and like, if you can scrape together the resources, go to a health food store. Every time you have an off day shot, those little shots of, you know, green juice, immune immunity, vitamin C booster, um, like even those little emergency packets, um, get yourself like a leafy green vegetable, some vitamins and a probiotic every chance you get. Uh -huh. Um, and I think you can even order probiotics in bulk. Um, I often will just like try to get like a good cultured yogurt whenever I get a chance because like, I feel like fast food is like often what you have to settle for. And it totally messes with not only your, whatever, like whatever dietary preferences you might have, yeah. it also messes with your energy, your mood, like that food will like crap food is often necessary and there's no guilt around having junk food, but it can it's, really it's mess with you over too. time. Yeah. It's cheap it's and it's cheap, available yeah. everywhere. And there's yeah. so many regions of the like the places where it's just so hard to order a salad. Yeah. Like literally it might not, you, there might not be a green vegetable available. Yeah. Um, but those like getting more than calories, getting just like some vitamins in you. Like, I, I think that's like one of the most important ways to stay healthy. Do you ever bring a cooler? I did on the first couple of tours and people bring that up a lot. Like when I, you know, bitch about how I, it's hard to eat on tour, but I found it like way too hard. I think if you have one, if, if you are really, really, really regimented in your schedule and you always have space in the car, like yeah. I, I would recommend it. It's never worked for me because that means every night you're going into a hotel room with a mini fridge trying to, you know, if you have ice packs, you're trying right. to freeze them. You have to remember to take, it's like one more thing to remember to take yeah. to and from the van, which sometimes is just way too much. And it's taking um, up a precious space in the van too, I imagine. Exactly. But things like, you know, vitamin C packets, um, you know, protein bars, 
things like things that don't that that don't go bad um that you can use to like supplement whatever crappy food you're finding can be a lifesaver I have had it's so rare because it's like such a random you wouldn't think that like a stranger would want this but I've had um I've had a couple of fans bring me fresh fruit like Mm -hmm. that's like local to where they're from and it is the best like I treasure it like I was in Florida this past spring and someone brought me a couple of oranges that he picked and I was like you have no idea how much this means to me. Oh my gosh. I think we need to <laughs> yeah. spread the word. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fresh, fresh food, like fresh fruit. Oh my gosh. That is the real thank you gift we all need. I don't drink, I don't do substances, and I don't do these things when I'm at home, I don't do them on the road either. And part of that is, I mean, there are all sorts of reasons for it, but um, it definitely makes touring a lot easier logistically for me as somebody who's also managing all this stuff for myself. Mm -hmm. And it also um, keeps costs down, I suppose, Um, or um, otherwise keeps the ship running more running smoothly with a bit more ease than otherwise i think sure yeah definitely uh take care of yourself do not drink every night um i mean unless you can and it's not a problem for me i don't drink a beer until uh the band that is playing before us like so i don't i don't start drinking until like right before we go on so I'll like have a beer maybe before we play and then a beer like while we're playing. Um, and a lot of times that's not till way later. So there's a lot of, you get to the venue at like five and then we don't play till nine or 10. Mm-hmm. There's all this time where you, I could be drinking, but I know I don't play for three hours. So I don't want to just be like trying to like maintain a buzz for three hours. And then like, I'd rather like stay sober and then like maybe catch a little bit of a buzz while we're playing. Um, that's how I've always thought it's the best way to time it. Cause you can, you can show up to a venue and right away they'll offer you drink tickets or there's kind of nothing to do. And so you just like have a beer at the bar or something, mm-hmm. um, but it can totally add up. I am in a place in my touring career where I cannot um, drink on tour. I cannot drink alcohol on tour. I think that alcohol in particular is a really tricky one for me and for a lot of musicians, I think, because we're getting, we're not, we're like, we're being underpaid mm-hmm. at a lot of these venues. And so of course, free drinks are thrown in a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And yeah. and it's a way to connect with people on the road. Like, oh, that, you know, people will often want to buy you a shot if you had yeah. a good show. Um, I think all of that is really fun if it's a way that you can like blow off some steam and bond with people on the road. But what's tough is that the musician's schedule isn't like, okay, you have five regular hardworking days and then two weekend days. Like I hit a point in my touring where every night was the weekend, you know, six nights a week I would Mm -hmm. be drinking and it takes a toll on your energy. It's like, and you don't realize over time how exhausted you are, mm-hmm. how dehydrated you are. Um, 
as a singer, it's really bad for your voice. Mm -hmm. And so I just like now have a rule, like no drinking on the road. And it can be tough at first because um, often you feel like you're the only one. A lot Mm -hmm. of the places that musicians work are filled with alcohol. And so it just feels like the thing to do. But if you can find like a flavored seltzer or treat yourself to a non-alcoholic beer, like sometimes it can feel really good to have that little special drink at the end of the day. So like if you can treat yourself to a lemonade, like whatever it is that can give you that feeling, that end of the day feeling without like waking up exhausted and hungover, I have found to be super helpful. about uh any any healthy tips when it comes to sleep on tour yeah so (laughs) i mean it i honestly i found like sleeping in the van is great like a, a lot of times we'll like be at a house and there won't be like a lot of places to sleep so like a lot of people have to sleep on the floor or whatever Mm-hmm. and um that like there was this we played in baltimore and we were touring with this other band so it was like 13 people in this house and it was like one of those like smushed houses and like none of the windows could open it was like 90 some degrees and we were all just like baking in there and like sleeping in the car was way more cool it was like way less cramped um it was just more chill. So I feel like sleeping in the car whenever you can, when you're not on the road is good. Uh, yeah, I love sleeping. I, I'll sleep if I'll sleep in. I have no shame in sleeping in. And it's what I need to do to have the best day that day. Mm-hmm. So I'll sleep until, you know, if we all agree to meet at the van at 10 or 11 a.m. We, we usually stay at friends places or maybe a hotel every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And we've been working on like the night before, like a green, like, okay, we got to get to Pittsburgh the next day. So that's a five hour drive. That's we have to be, we have to leave this city at 11 a.m. So everyone be at the van at 11. I will sleep till like 10 and get them, get the most sleep possible. I think um, a lot of my bandmates, like wake up early and that's good for them. Um, We bring like sleeping bags and sleeping pads because we'll stay at friends places. And like, sometimes we'll get after a show, we'll get back to a friend's place and we'll be hanging out for a little bit and maybe they'll like want to party or stay up. And like, because that's, they're seeing you for the first time in a while. And they're like, Oh my God, you're in town. What's up? Let's hang out. And you're like, yo, it's really good to see you, but we have to do this every single night. Right. And so maybe in their mind, they're like, that's party. And, but and you have to keep in mind, like, no, you have to do this again the next day. And you have to travel the next day. And so if you don't feel like staying up or don't feel like being social or drinking, like just, just don't do it. Like get some sleep. A lot of, a lot of times that like, we'll go to a friend's house after a show in a different city. And I, I will just, I will literally go up to whoever's hosting us and be like, where's the quietest room? Mm-hmm. Um, where's the room that's farthest away from everybody and I'll just set up my sleeping bag um, 
and just put in my earplugs and do the little I've been I've been sleeping with earplugs and I've been covering my eyes too. Okay. So in the yeah. morning the sun won't wake me up. It's I got a I got a great routine. So a little earplugs and a little eye uh, what are those called? Little eye cover things. Um night 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 I shades was whatever. I just taking a nap before this and I was wearing them cuz it's sunny <laughs> out today. And they it just it makes makes me so I can get the most sleep possible cuz it you know like the next night it might we just might not have much time for sleep. So like if we, if you have time for it, take advantage of it. Okay. Capitalize on the opportunities. Yeah. Totally. Uh, also those, I feel like earplugs and a, a sleep mask would be good potentially in the, on the road as well for now. Oh my something. gosh. I bring a neck pillow too. Uh-huh. That's so a good tip. we got a long neck pillow, maybe my, my car heart hat over my eyes and uh-huh. earplugs. And I, I can like sleep in the van pretty well lately. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about, but, oh, go ahead. No, just an, another tip is just don't not like, don't be afraid to say no to social situations because it's going to be nonstop, like nonstop opportunities to be in social situations. And it's just like, you, I, I personally can't do that for, you know, three weeks straight. So if like everyone's hanging out and having a good time, but you're not really feeling it, like there's no shame in just being like, oh, I'm going to go to bed early or I'm going to go. like call a friend on the phone outside or just be by myself. So it's kind of about keeping the mindset that, yeah, you want to have fun on tour, but you're also working and then not being afraid to set the boundaries with people Mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You you said it right. Like it is this weird dynamic of very fun and you're with your friends, but it is, there's work to do, you know? And so you need to kind of like know when it's time to, Take care of yourself. No one's time to work and no one's time to be social. Okay. So the sleep stuff goes really deep and it's at the root of a lot of other things mm-hmm. um, like anxiety on tour, t- exhaustion on tour, um, isolation on tour. I feel like it's like the foundation of a lot of our health, especially mm-hmm. when we're on the road. Um, and so Part of that for me, I I mean, I really can't speak to other people's experience because I just know what has sometimes worked for me. I think the not drinking thing is huge for this. Sure. Um, Because a lot of times we do not realize, like we feel it, but like we don't always connect mentally, like how poorly we sleep when we've been drinking. Um, And it's just a variable that you don't need on the road. Um, that's, That's at least what I've found. The other thing is like, being ruthless about your sleep. I delight in this. Like if I have even 30 minutes in my day where I don't have something to do, I am in my car, I mask on Mm -hmm. asleep. You know, even if you're not a napper at home, like I think that like sleep is so hard to get on tour and often you're sharing rooms with people and there's a lot that's out of your control. So if there's something that you can control, like giving yourself as many opportunities to rest as possible. Even if you just like are closing your eyes and not looking at your phone for once, like yeah. having a little bit of a mental break can really change the game. I mean, it sounds, you know, already from what you're saying, a name, the name of the game is optimize your opportunities. So if you've got a chance to get into a health food store, take it. Yeah. If you've got a chance for a 30 minute little disco nap, take it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm also like not, like a nun or a teetotaler, like I go, I will like go out dancing after a show. I will occasionally have weed. Like 
it's not about like this Puritan life. It's just about like giving yourself maximum tools to in, actually like enjoy your life on tour and not feel miserable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that feels important too. You know, you, you don't want to feel miserable. You want to perform well. You're there to perform. Mm-hmm. This is the idea, but you also want to have a good time. So how yeah. do you balance all of that? And... It's supposed to be fun. tips for maintaining like a relationship back home? Well, that, I think that like depends on the person that you're trying to maintain a relationship with. Cause I've like been with people who are like not very supportive mm-hmm. and they, they just like have a hard time understanding the lifestyle. So I think like the key is like finding a person that is like, um, like communicative and like, you you being upfront with like okay this is like how much my time is going to be devoted to this just like being upfront with a person and just like communicating as much as possible i mean communication is just like the key in any any relationship but like especially for touring because you're going to be on the road a lot you're going to be like away from that person a lot and there needs to be like a lot of trust there like you need to have like like you don't want to be in a relationship with someone over tour where they're constantly like, Oh, what are you doing? Like, are you like being loyal or whatever? Like you need to have some kind of level of trust or else it's not going to work. Yeah. And you know, another thing I was thinking of was, was when you were talking about not getting alone, a lot of alone time, uh, Uh on tour, that would also probably be sort of precious time that you might want to make a phone call or or talk to them. But if you're not getting a lot of that, that would also be tough. Yeah. Like, uh, like for our tour back in February, I was like dating someone at the time and there, I had to like find a balance between like when I would have free time, I would like use that free time for myself or use that free time to call the, call the person. And it's just like, yeah, cause you can't like use all your free time to communicate with your person back home because then you're just not, taking any time for yourself to like cultivate like a non-anxious um calm inner mental space so it's just like yeah it's all about it it's all about balance it's all about like compromise um just clear communication um not being with a jealous person is plus yeah i think setting expectations is huge like i and yeah and thinking about it in advance like now that you mention it I feel like if I get a moment to myself when I have a little bit of energy, like I just call home, make sure to call home, Uh check in. And then what Cole and I are finding is that like those little check-ins aren't quite enough because you're, it's usually just like tactical. It's like, okay, how's your day? How's your day? What's going on? When will I talk to you next? Um, If you can, from time to time, set aside, like either you have an afternoon off or like, you see there's a day off coming Mm -hmm. planning in like, we're going to have a FaceTime where we're not running around like crazy people. We're actually going to sit and talk to each other Mm -hmm. can be really great. And then like, I I've also gotten into like writing emails, writing postcards, 
Um, because that's often like, if I have a free moment and I'm able to like write a few things down, like yeah. here's a little, here's a little digest of what I did today. Here's what I'm, here's what's on my mind. Here's the little stuff you you wouldn't be getting on like a five minute FaceTime. I love the postcard idea. I feel like I would yes. love to get postcards from my partner in the mail if they were in the, yeah, if they were on tour and you get this mm-hmm. postcard from where they were, it's a handwritten note that feels so special. Half the time, like I'll get, it'll be like, we just got a bunch of postcards that I sent home from the last time I was on tour and they took forever to come. But even then it's cute because it's a nice memory that you were thinking of each other while you were apart. Yes. Felt a shape behind my back in Dark hallways between undulating shakes Do you have any tips on just maintaining relationships like within the band when you're spending that much time together? Yeah, that's that's something I think about a lot because um, that's really important. And like a lot of bands break up because of stuff like that, um, unfortunately, and just because like they can't get along or they can't like communicate with each other. And it's really breaks my heart when that happens. Um, my band does something when we're on tour every morning. Like we'll wake up, um, get in the van, start driving, um, and we'll all just kind of like like take turns, talk, uh, just telling everybody else in the van how they're feeling that day, how they're doing, you know. Uh-huh. And everyone else has to kind of shut up and just like listen to this uh-huh. person because in the van, it's there's very little structured conversation, so it someone could just kind of be like talking the whole van ride and like if I'm not feeling great and, and, and I don't really feel like talking, I might start to get kind of lonely. Cause it's just like, ah, oh, no one's really asking me about my day, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every morning we do that and we're like, we just kind of check in with each other. And like, if you don't want to talk about mental health or if you don't want to talk about yourself, that's totally fine. You can talk about like your favorite movie or something. But a lot of times we're just like, yeah, I'm really sleepy. I played really bad last night or like, you know, or like you were being passive aggressive with me. Like, can we talk about that? And then like, cause like two weeks in a tour, you're just, you start to get annoyed with each other. It will happen. There's just something that will happen. That's all that it is. It's just a normal thing that will happen. And instead of get, being passive aggressive or being like, what's up with uh, so-and-so mm-hmm. we have time to just literally just ask about where everybody's mental health is that, you know, that day. That's great. So you guys, did, was this, uh, how did you institute this? Was this like, we need this or who thought of this? Uh, I think at a point we, we just had some tours where like communication was off and like, it's like, we, we would have like group discussions, but mm-hmm. like maybe one or two of us would dominate it, the conversation. Yeah. And so then it wouldn't give like the other two time to like really express themselves. So I was like, we should talk all together and just give each person the floor 
and at make everyone else be quiet and listen, just so everyone that day feels completely listened to and that they had a chance to talk about something that they want to talk about, you know? And I think it's important because then no one's feeling lonesome or like too in their head and everyone's kind of just like, oh, um, so-and-so is having a bad day because of this instead of just like, and we know that because he told us, not because we're just guessing or he's in a bad mood or something. Right. Um, that is a great tip. I love, I love that. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a little cheesy and self-helpy, you know, I guess, but it also has led to some really good conversations. And a lot of the times we'll talk about the show. We don't always talk about like mental health. We'll talk about the show that the night before, and we'll talk about like what we could be doing better. And it's like the designated time to talk about that instead of like in like, Sometimes we'll just be in the van and like some serious conversation will just organically start. And I like, I might be in the back, like sleeping for it. And then, yeah. so I'm just like missing out on this kind of like important band discussion. And it's like, no, no, that's like kind of organized, like uh, talks like that. So it's also a good time to like um, talk about how we could improve the show, what's working, what's not and stuff. Everybody take a shower every day, uh-huh. <laughs> even if you don't think you need one do that for your friendship (laughs) like and then be on time to load in and ready and aware I sometimes go on the road and feel like I am like eight people's mom yeah and this is this doesn't happen that much anymore uh, truly because I I work with really great people but there have been you know early days you have like six dudes like where where are we playing today what time's our load in? And I'll be like, could you check the email advance? I'm doing 10 other things, you know, Uh, Um, you know, like treating other people around you, like with, with respect and, and the awareness that they're, that everyone's tired and everyone's working hard. That is great. Okay. The other thing that I think is important is to say your uh, mental health needs um, in a way that feels comfortable, comfortable to you upfront. This past tour, I went on the band like day one. Are, is there anything that you need from me um, to keep yourself healthy um, and to keep yourself feeling sane? Um, one person said like, I need to go to the health food store every few days. And, you know, so that's a, that's a ride to the grocery store. Like, uh-huh. of course. I, or I need, um, you know, once we sound check and we have that, you know, usually there's often like, you sound check and then you have an hour or two before doors. Like I'm going to take that time for alone time to call home, to take a walk, to move my body. And like, I'm just, just, just know that I'm going to kind of take off once a day, that, that type of stuff. Because that way, when you say it in advance, it doesn't feel weird when you act on it. And some people are like super understanding about mental health and stuff, but like other people might be a little bit thrown if you're like, silent in the van they can misinterpret it (laughs) right 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 yeah so if you say it up front like hey this is just the thing that I need to do to feel healthy people are so support people are so understanding of that if if you're like I'm someone that needs to really get a lot of sleep so I'm gonna try to take naps every chance I get I think people appreciate when you say it up front totally yes good communication
finances, financial health? Oof. Yeah, I mean, a link card is great. Is a great resource for touring because, uh-huh. like, you can you can use the link card like anywhere in the states, um, and that's like helped me a lot uh, when I've like had less money and still been on tour. Um, yeah, I'm just like just like being like super cautious. Like, I don't like to like just like impulse buy stuff. Um, and like, you never know what could happen. Like, the van could break down. Yeah. And you have to use all your money for that. So I think it's just about like focusing on like the absolute essentials of like, like it's, it's not a vacation. I mean, it sort of is a vacation, but like not really. So like, you're not really here to like sightsee and like buy a bunch of souvenirs and stuff. Right. So also just keeping that mindset that you're, you're working. Yeah. Like a scarcity mindset, even (laughs) if you have money, like it's still good to like act like you don't. Yeah, money's a hard thing because no one wants to talk about it, but it's like so prevalent. Like, are you talking about personal money or like money as as a as a group or as a band? I guess I was thinking more personally, but it can be both. Yeah, I mean, our band makes very very little money. Like when we go on tour, it's usually for to help promote the band to get it to a place where hopefully someday we can make a little bit of money. Uh, but it's also, you know, for fun and stuff like that. But um, yeah, there is a lot of opportunity to um, make money. I mean, <laughs> not, not make money, uh, spend money. Cause every time you go to a gas station, it's going to be like, okay, I could buy a snack or something like that. Um, and that money will completely add up. Um, so I'd say take advantage of free food. If you want to drink, use drink tickets and don't like be, buying drinks at the bar for everybody that night. My band doesn't really do hotels unless it's kind of like an emergency. Cause at this point we have friends in most of the cities. Mm-hmm. And so they'll let us crash and we'll bring sleeping bags and we get to kind of see them. And that's always fun. Since our band doesn't make too much money while you know, we're not on tour, I think it's very important to be saving money and, um, not buying dumb things that you don't actually need because if you you might get like a cool tour offer that you really want to want to do and you you need to and you if you want to do it you're gonna have to save money while you're not on tour so you can like so you can go on tour um yeah and and when i when i'm home i try to work a lot that's when i'm like really working and you know I don't know if I really have tips other than save every receipt. Um, I, I downloaded the app Expensify, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there are others where you can take a picture of every receipt um, and get that return on your taxes, like mm-hmm. get that money, all the gas that you're buying. Um, for I don't know if it's the same in every state, but like 50% of your meals, um, mileage, all of these things like our work expenses and you should be getting money back because musicians really do pay our taxes because we are often like independent contractors. So have no guilt about claiming that money that you deserve. <laughs> um, I think that unfortunately, like I knew this for years, but like couldn't afford to take advantage of it. Like merchandise, if you can afford to get um, soft merch made, especially like a t-shirt for, I sell baseball caps. 
Um, and then hard merch, of course, like CDs and vinyl. If you can afford to get merch made, it is huge because people love to go to a show and take home a souvenir. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes like a little bit of investment because you're paying for you're paying for the merch up front and then you, yeah. and then it becomes your income. But yeah, if you can price it so that it will put some money, money in your pocket every night, that becomes like really, really helpful. Anything else that you want to share with uh, people about to hit the road? Oh my gosh. Uh, Good luck to you. We are in such a strange and beautiful calling this touring musician life. Um, I think like, I hope people know that there's like a lot of us out there and many of us are on Twitter and happy to like vent and complain together. And sometimes that helps when things get hard. So you're not alone if you're out there touring and like, how am I going to make it through this? And it, <laughs> and it can be really fun. Yeah. It can be really fun. It can be the most fun you've ever had. Yeah. So yeah, just, you know, pay attention to these tips and have a great tour. Have the best time. Yeah. I, I was one more thing. Um, I think it's really important your band is relying on you to take care of yourself. And so the biggest favor that I think that you can do for your band is to take care of yourself, just like you need your bandmates to take care of themselves. Um, So yeah, just take care of yourself, go on a walk. Um, You know, if some, some if something is bothering you, talk about it for sure. Only thing I would add is that, it can seem, touring can seem really incredibly difficult and scary. And also it's 100,000% possible and anybody can do it. And if anybody tries to tell you, you can't, they're lying. Or they don't want you to or something. And there's a, there's a whole lot of other stuff that um, time constraints make it difficult for me to account for in that answer, in that thought. But also I completely believe that because if I didn't, there's no way I'd be able to do it. Okay, I want to thank Eric, John, Lizzie, and Eli for their time and their wisdom today. I hope you guys hit the road. I hope you feel encouraged. If you want to learn more about any of these uh, musicians or uh, know the songs that have been accompanying our talk, visit musictherapypodcast.com and visit the session notes for this episode. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe, and engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. Peace and love until I see you again.